0: Thank you for joining us today. In the first book of the Bible, God defined the family as husband, wife, and children. He gave us his infallible generational design for the family. Before the first child was born, however, sin entered God's perfect world, altering his divine order for the family then and now. Listen in as Pastor Rander ministers to us on what we must do to be restored to his perfect plan for our families you want to take notes, so have Bible, pen, and paper handy.
1: Now, I know we live in a day where people are going to eHarmony.com and all these marital w- dating websites and all of these things. And I'm not saying God can't provide through that, but I'm kind of old fogey. <laughs> now, you know, I-, I believe there are more horror stories about that than there are success. And you say, you know what, I use the internet and God, sh- God gave me a, a wife or spouse, a husband, whatever, I say, bless you, you are rare. And just count yourself blessed because for every success story, I bet you there's 20 horror stories to that. I like the Lord to sovereignly, divinely orchestrate my steps and bring me into the relationship with the person that he has for me, and I'm not going to depend on machines and computers and websites for everything. Computers are not my God. God is my God. Now, there are people right in this congregation. They've gotten married through them, and I'm not speaking against it. Bless you. I'm happy for you. Praise God. But let me tell you something. That doesn't work all the time. That's right. It takes time to know people. Uh, You see, contentment is waiting on God. Contentment in Christ is to have inner tranquility. As you're waiting, God wants you to have contentment in Christ, which is inner tranquility. He wants you to have peace of mind uh, from Christ. Uh, That's contentment. Contentment is to be satisfied with God. You know what contentment is? It is having fulfillment and the ability to rest in Christ. The Lord makes all things beautiful in his time. You see, you're being miserable because you're single and you've been waiting a long time and seemingly God has not answered. You're being miserable and impatient will not hurry God. Oh, God, I take you so long. I'm 25, you still young. I'm 30, you're still young. I'm 40, you're still young. I'm 50, you still young. Well, how old is God? That's right. God doesn't have age. That's right. If God wants you to get married at 50, then that's the right age. You say, oh, please don't wish that on me, pastor. <laughs> he may deliver sooner, but you just wait on the Lord. You see, your being miserable and impatient will not hurry God. God, God is not stressed because you acting a fool in your attitude. Because he's not delivering when you think he ought to deliver. And so, oh, God, oh, oh, she's so, oh, she's so upset. I better hurry up and do something for her. God, God, it's not like that. Your being miserable and impatient will not hurry God. Therefore, relax. Say relax. relax. Say it again. Relax. relax wait on the Lord and trust him for your future. Listen at this, it's better to be joyfully single than miserably married. That's right, a whole lot of married folk wish they could be single again, and a lot of them are violating biblical principles to get to singleness again uh, going against uh, what the Word of God says. How quiet is it getting now? Some of y'all know y'all had problems, y'all miserable right now. What? And uh, you come in here putting on fronts. <laughs> and you walk back in the, go back in the car, you're not even speaking. Just a, just a front for so many. Let me go on. I'm still dealing with singles. Uh, when you compromise the word of God, you will believe Satan's lie. Now, that's a big one. When you compromise the word of God, you will believe a lie from the enemy, Satan is the father of lies. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, verses 5 and 6 says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, underline this, Has God indeed said? Now right there, he's, he's, he's getting Eve to doubt the validity of, of God's word. He's planting doubt in her mind right there. You shall not, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Verse five, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. But he didn't tell Eve the backside of all that horror. Verse six, so when the woman saw the tree was good for food, see, she believed his lie, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Listen, young men, listen, older men, older women, younger women, when you believe that man or woman's lie, you're headed for some terrible consequences. If you love me, you will lay with me. That's a lie straight from the pits of hell. We can have sex and you won't get pregnant. Uh, we wear condoms and it'll be all right. Listen, that's not a foolproof. proof. The best proof is abstinence. Look Look how, look how quiet it got here, Y'all, am I talking, I don't know what language to say, Greek to you? Huh? The, o- the only sure way of holiness is what? Abstinence. Say it again. Abstinence. Say it again. And, and if you do anything else other than abstinence, you're out of the will of God. You're going contrary to the word of God. And you're selling for cheap substitutes. You're believing the lie of Satan. And you're going to end up with a whole lot of diseases sexually, of which some of y'all have right now as I speak. Y'all be careful about. Tongue in and all that stuff. You don't know who you putting your t- tongue into. Look how quiet a got. That's right. If they got herpes, I don't want to put my tongue in their mouth. Can you see herpes? Now, look at y'all looking at me. Oh, you you such angels now. With all these Viagra commercials coming on every other second, and all of a sudden now. <laughs> said that in church. Oh, that's nasty. No, it's good. It's good. You need to hear it in the house of God from the Word of God. Sex is beautiful. It's been distorted by the enemy to bring you down. Sex has brought a uh, many women down and a uh, many men down many kids down. Ten years old talking about I love you. Daddy can't even spell love. Oh God help me preach this message. You can I don't care how she how pretty she is, how handsome he is. You don't know how many. And when you lay with a person that's laying with, with everybody, you, you are laying with everybody, you, you you land with a person, you you're merging yourself with everybody that person is laid with. That's right. You just in line. You just can't see the line all of them say, you know, I had a two, I had a two, I had a two. And when you get to count, there's 20 of them. And you merge yourself in with them. Now, unbiblical sex is nasty. You're not quite as getting in here. All right, let me go on. <laughs> Number five, ask the Lord to reveal what is in the heart of a person and refuse to place priority on appearance and possession. Ask the Lord to reveal what is in the heart of a person and refuse to place priority on appearance and possession. Where's the scripture on that? First Samuel 16, 7. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks
0: at the heart. Pastor Rander's probing questions gives us much to fast and pray about regarding the family. We must be diligent in sustaining a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We must have assurance of our salvation. We must continuously pray for all families' growth in Christ. We must continuously pray for all families to be delivered from strongholds and addictions to reach our spiritual destiny in Christ. We can be delivered from tension, strife, and division, and have unity, tranquility, and peace.
1: Ask the Lord to reveal what is in the heart of a person and refuse to place priority on appearance and possessions and a lot of young folk have gone down the tube because the guy got a nice looking ride or that woman got a nice looking body or she's cute and he's handsome and and all this kind of stuff and you're measuring a person up by how they measure up outwardly when you ought to be more concerned about the condition of that person's heart. It is the heart out of the heart comes the issues of life. That's right. That's right. That people speak what's on the heart. You need to be asking all kinds of questions right. for the sake of gathering data Amen. about the individual you're contemplating the possibility of marriage on. Yeah. Yeah. Ask questions. Don't just look at them, be quiet, and expect some little, f- and be led by your fuzzy feelings. Get your fuzzy feelings out of the way and be led by the Spirit based on the authoritative Word of God. You cannot trust your feelings. You cannot trust your emotions. You better trust the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost lead you. Number six, refuse to have your criteria for a prospective spouse so rigid that you've already passed up whom God has sent. Okay. <laughs> Refuse to have your criteria for a man or woman, your prospective spouse, so rigid that you already, you've already passed up the one God sent. She said, I sent them two years ago. You missed them. You missed them. You just didn't know. They... They weren't they your, you, you had, they were a little too big for you, a little too uh, cute, a little, little too ugly, rather, <laughs> according to your standards, you know. Uh, and uh, you messed yourself up. Let me tell you something. Proverbs eleven two says, when pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. Some of y'all thank y'all all of that. And you got your criteria way up here because you're that important. <laughs> and really, you're not depending on God, you're not humbling yourself, and you're missing what God is sending because you got a criteria that's out of this world. Guard against deception and place pro- and place priority on the person of interest being a Christian and possessing character. The person that you're considering married, marrying, ought to possess, ought to possess character, and, and put that above charm. Put character above charisma, and put character above compatibility. You know, compatibility ought to be way down there somewhere. Listen, they can be charming. You got some guys that are smooth talkers. Ooh, they got a cool rap. And if you believe it. <sighs> He just sweep you off your, oh, he just makes, oh, he got my heart. He just, he's messing you up. (laughs) Listen, you want a Christian, not charm. You want a Christian, not charisma. You want, you want a Christian, not just compatibility. Uh, I think uh, compatibility has its place. You ought to have something in common, but uh, that, that, that is not the driving force. That is not That is not the ultimate answer. You you need to know that that person has character. So now, let me give you God's criteria for your future spouse. Here's God's criteria for your future spouse. Y'all hanging with me? Oh, God help me preach. Here's God's criteria. I'm going to give you God's criteria and a whole lot of folk wish they had this criteria 30 years ago or 40 or 50. Number one, is the person a Christian? That's number one. Is the person a Christian? 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? But I love him. But he ain't saved. Pass him up. But he got money, pass him out He cute, pass him up. <laughs> They're the same sex Pass him up Pass him up If they are not a, Ask them. are you saved? That's a big question to ask Are you saved? Whose side you on? <laughs> are you on God's side or the devil's side? Who am I talking to? Who are you? Who are you? Are you a Christian? How do you know you're a Christian? What, is it, what does it mean to be saved? What is the gospel? Ask poignant, penetrating questions to get a gauge on that rascal's life. <laughs> oh, God. Number two, does the person possess integrity? If you say he's a Christian, she's a Christian, then they ought to have some integrity to back up the fact that they are Christian. Job chapter 1 verse 1 says, There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. That's a man of integrity. uh, Now, now be mindful, integrity doesn't mean sinless perfection but they are growing in their integrity. It don't mean that you won't make a mistake or you might do something the wrong way or just have a bad moment, got your eyes off God, but you hurry up and repent and you get yourself back on track and you start living holy again, okay? Yeah. Having integrity doesn't mean sinless perfection. All have sin. Right. You're going to have mess ups and some spills, but you ought not live continually, habitually in it. Right. Proverbs 10, 9 says, people with integrity walk safely. People of integrity walk safely. You ask yourself about that person you're looking at pretty strongly. Are they safe? What a question. Is the person I'm considering, are they safe? Are they safe? That's really important. Uh, But those who follow crooked paths will slip and fall. Danger, danger, danger when you or tying yourself up with someone who is crooked and they'll make a crook out of you. Amen. Proverbs eleven twenty says, the Lord detests people with crooked hearts. Marry somebody that's straight, who loves the Lord, who have, who not, who's not seeking crookedness, but he delights in those with integrity. If they're a Christian, they ought to have integrity to back up the fact that they are Christian. Uh, number three, the third a piece of this criteria is the person employed and possess a good work ethic right. is the person employed and possess a good work ethic proverbs 12:24 says work hard and become a leader be lazy and become a slave listen you girl you want a hard working man in your life yeah. You go, what you got? Nothing. <laughs> Where you? Well, how, how you get around? I uh, Just make it. He <laughs> don't even have a via pass. <laughs> just talk. Talk, 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 talk. No money. Listen, that man, girl, that man need to be able to provide for you Right. And fathers, you need to ask them, "What do you have?" So you won't be in my pocket. <laughs> here. Here. You, you, you get married, and they all back in your house because nothing for nothing leaves <laughs> nothing. Yeah. What you got, man? That's the daddy. That daddy ought to be. Hey, like, hey, 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 hey! It costs to marry her. Tell me, what's in your pocket? Where are you working? That's right. That's right. Do you have a J-O-B? Mm-hmm. GOBY <laughs> Y'all better listen to me. I didn't get bald-headed for nothing. 2 Thessalonians 3.10 says, for even when we were with you, we commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. Yeah. You ought not be, you out there working two jobs, killing yourself and that man at home, just slouching around, waiting on you, yeah. talking about what we gonna eat. Yeah. He needs a job. Right. He needs a job. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm not saying he has to be some executive he can be a, a custodian. I, I value custodians. That's a good living, and we need custodians to the glory of God. If you're a saved custodian and know how to treat you, you better take him. You better take him. You better take him. Ball-headed, pot belly, take him. He too light. He too dark. I want a light-skinned baby. Better take
0: him. <laughs> oh,
1: God, oh, God. <gasps> get hot in here. <laughs> Feeding that man, you better go out and work. Yeah. When I, my wife and I got married, I didn't have much. I had an old beat up I did I had a car. It was old sixty-eight Chevy with no air, but it was my car. <laughs> my wife didn't marry me because I was so cute because I had so much. I just had a little bit and she and she had she, matter of fact, she had more of a bit than I had. <laughs> That's right. But that was all right. That's all right. I had vision. That's right. I had vision. You don't have much. Have you some vision? Lay the plan out. Say, oh, baby, I got a, This car is badly making it, but uh, I got some vision. Don't look for me for where I am, see where I'm going. Have some vision. We're in the little two-bedroom townhouse, and all of a sudden we end up moving out in Humble, Texas, got a big house out on the lake, and just expanded, and God began to do things. Have vision. Have vision. I'm not saying he he can't be poor, can't not have, he got to have, no, 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 but he got to, he got to have, he have to be a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He have to want to go somewhere. Right, that's right. I was wrapping up my master's degree. You know, the papers were almost there. Everything about to fall in place. I wasn't no preacher when I married my wife. She didn't marry me because I was a preacher. I wasn't no preacher. That's right. I got quite y'all got there. Some, some folk marry folk because they're preachers. The preachers broke. <laughs> Most of them no know broke. Don't you look at them megastars? <laughs> think, think it's all of that. No, it's not all of that. Let me move on a little bit more. Y'all listening to me? Yeah. Let me give you a few more. I don't know if I'm making through the single stuff. I haven't got to the chilling yet, but uh, I'll go on with number four under this criteria. Can the person you desire to marry cut the apron string and be fully committed to you? Hmm? Can the person you desire to marry cut the apron string and be fully devoted, committed to you? Genesis 2.24 says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become what? One flesh. You are not marrying the person's mother or father. You will be marrying your fiancé and should be committed to him or her. And sometimes it seems like you're more married to the mama or the daddy. Look how quiet it's getting in here. You married your wife. Won't y'all say amen? Amen. Uh, Families need some alone time. Families need to to give each other some space. Mamas and daddies and children, give each other some space. Be there, but don't be there so much until they can't have any time together. Look how quiet it's getting. That don't mean you mean ugly. They're not kicking you out the house or don't want you and all that kind of stuff, but they do need some space let them breathe. I, I know when I step on some toes because y'all, y'all thinking
0: now. As confessed believers in the only true and living God, we miss out on countless blessings due to our lack of faithfulness, obedience, and service. The Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Everything we need is at our disposal. When will we trust God enough to believe and depend on His Word? If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop, 1604 North in Converse, Texas. Or call us at 210-821-5683. Cable news. Noisy. boring